you a werewolf? I am not your host, but I am a werewolf. My name is Scott O'Dell, and I'm joined by host Cordy Jorgensen. Hey, Scott, I'm the host, not playing werewolf. And guest host Peter Evans. Hello. So the three of us plus Jeff played a game called Carson City. Wait a minute. No, wait a minute. Should we talk about Spielman's birthday? That's probably like right around the corner now, huh? Yes. Memorial listen, Day weekend. Listen, Labor, Labor Day, Day weekend. weekend. Uh, listen <laughs> to listen to episode one of this particular well, segment one of this episode, which would have released two weeks ago, uh, for all the full details, or go to our Facebook page. Now. This is a Wild West themed episode of the Spielcast. It's all tumbleweeds and outlaws. It it also has prospecting, which, you know, me, like prospecting's awesome. Like buying up cheap land and then. Scott, the old prospector. That's what they called him back in college. (laughs) So this game, Carson said he is by Xavier Georges. And it's a worker placement game. Um, I always say it's a little bit like Kalis mixed with Lords of Vegas. Lords of Vegas comes in because you're literally buying up land to build, you know, saloons and stuff on to make your city more valuable. But it's also like Kalis because it's worker placement and the actual action spaces are resolved in order. So if I take a space and then Cody takes a space, we don't we don't resolve them until at the very end when we've all passed. Uh, the big gimmick to this game is. If two of us actually try to take the same space, we put our meeples on there, then we have to duel to see who wins the space. So it's it's kind of a, a Euro strategy game, but has huge Ameritrash elements yeah, to it. Yeah, the thing that actually makes it fun is this wild, swingy luck mechanic of rolling a d6 and having a shootout with the person you want to take the spot of. In my opinion, as a person who likes super dry Euros, I, I've, I, I feel like I've played enough now that if... The, if the super dry euro doesn't also give me something like entertaining like i will feel bad because i know there are euros out there that also do something that's a little flashy right yeah so that's what this has and this is like a 10 year old game right yes uh, this is the 10th anniversary version which came out a year maybe even two years ago now well the version we played was it no, no. The one we played was not. Uh, that's true. Well, oh, the first time I played this the first game, time Peter, we played you it, taught we... me on your Kickstarter 10th anniversary version. Yes. And the components were a lot nicer. Because uh, in this game, to start out the setup, you put down uh, nine mountains. And in your version, Peter, there were giant like wooden mountains. Yeah, very thick meeples. And in this version, in the original version, they're just pieces of cardboard, which I actually slightly like better because you can see behind them, whereas giant wooden mountains are hard to see behind. Um, but it's, uh, I've played this game probably seven or eight times in the past month and, um, I really like it. It works well for a lot of different, uh, you know, types of gamers. Like you have to be somewhat of a gamer, but you don't like, because of the Ameritrash like element of it, it's okay if you lose. So like, it's, it's good for people who, you know, are moving on from Catan or Ticket to Ride. And it's also you know, good for people like the three of us. Yeah, I felt like understanding the economics of building, and because it's a worker placement game, you're sort of planning out your whole turn because it's going to show you the order that all the actions are taken. So you have to like acquire enough money to do the other actions you might take because you might lose the duel and you might. So 
understanding the economy of how to claim land and how it's to place li- it's buildings. It's slightly like power grid like that. Yeah, it took a while. And by the end of it, I felt like I understood it. But I was definitely confused three quarters of the way through the game in regards to the economy. So I would not classify this as a simple right. economic engine. It's a it's a tricky engine. Well, once after two or three games, I was like, oh, I understand the economy. It's kind of like when you play container. It's like, oh, I understand how to play this game now. And then you find out you don't really because mm-hmm. people can screw with you and there's different strategies. Um, and because also this game is really weird where you get money in the middle of resolving your action of resolving the snake where the workers were placed. And then you have to spend that money for victory points, but there's only a few spaces to do that. And if you don't get one of those spaces, then you won't be able to do that. And then you might lose money because you can't hold money over to the other round unless your character lets you hold a lot of money. And so it's this nice, like that's why I compare it to Kalos because it's an order of operations game. Um, and, I haven't introduced this game to anyone who's a little more like, you know, CJ, who really likes order of operations and who would be mad if he got, you know, dueled out of a spot. Mm. Uh, and we should explain how the duels work. So in this game, um, like we said, you roll a D6, but you can modify that by having pips, uh, pip modifiers. And those come from building certain types of buildings, give you more guns. And any guys that you held back from your worker placement phase, they count as one more pip. So you yeah. can specifically pass early, keep guys back for the duel. Then if you lose a duel, you get that guy back. So maybe that guy can help you win a yeah. later duel. And that happened on the very last turn where I had lost enough duels that I had enough guys that I needed to outroll you by three, Cody. And I did. And you did. And I went from first to worst. And somehow Jeff won, I think. Yes, he did. He went from like Jeff. Not, Jeff snuck in there with a whole bunch of money he, at the he end. He hung back. Yes. Part of that was my fault. I should have taken that personality for the last round so i i don't know if you mentioned the ac- the role selection but each round starts with mm, there are right, seven roles at the top of the game and they all have an order so how you'll bid your order so there's one through seven but then they also have a power so the you know the sheriff who's number one you get to go first but his power is not as great until it's great like the sheriff's power isn't as great but then there's some in the middle where you might get pushed back that have some pretty strong economic powers to them where you might pay half price for buildings or you might get to double the money production of a building really interesting there's an interesting action selection uh role selection mechanic at the beginning of each round um and so the player order is constantly switching which again goes to like the mental tax like it's not anything that makes the strategy more complicated but it's another thing that you have to remember and like, well jeff didn't like it yeah because you you literally you do like you said you change your turn order twice twice every around turn. yeah yeah um which i mean i was here so i just told everyone it was their turn like you just need someone to like point out like hey yeah it's your turn now turn order's changed i don't know i really enjoyed this game but I really enjoy games that are a cross between Euro strategy games and Ameritrash. Like, and it was really that. It really did. It super swung when you lost a duel. Well, and the personalities, the four of us that were playing, are not afraid to yeah. do the duels. I think if you were to play this uh, in a friendly manner and just never duel for a spot, it would not be anywhere near as enjoyable. Yeah. No, Peter and I picked on each other right away, and Jeff and Cody figured it out, you know. Yeah, if, if if it's a Wild West game, like, it needs that, like, wildness to it. Like, it needs that right. sort of frantic, 
Yeah, and if you have a group that's not into confrontation, you just need to preface it when you go to teach this one that, you know, we will be fighting over spots. Don't right. take it personally. And I've taught a lot of people that, you know, I, I wouldn't teach people who really, like, wanted to do their power grid turn. This is a game for people who find themselves playing power grid and, like, halfway through they're like, oh, that person's, like, two spaces in front of me and I'm never going to win. Like, this would be like if you played power grid, but you could, like, shoot them in the face and disrupt their game. Yeah, or just... After you've seen that they've finished their round, but you still have an action, just be like, hey, that that power grid is mine now. Like, yeah. like in this game, you can literally, with one of your worker actions, instead of taking the spaces on the right. action spaces, you use them to take grid spots on the grid as well. But you can also just place them on an opponent's building, and then you take half of their money, unless they building, put yeah. somebody down there and outduel you for it. Yeah. Or anyone else. Yeah. yeah. So and we didn't see that used as much in, in this iteration of the game because the Kickstarter one has a lot more valuable buildings and it has different personalities. Oh. And so I only did it once to, P- to Peter just to kind of show. But if you if someone gets a really valuable building down, like that's worth 30 or 40 income every turn, like that building is just going to be stolen by someone every turn. Yeah, uh, but I will say I think one of the satisfying things for me about this game, and it speaks to how old this game is, is there was a board that you put down, and then you put pieces on top of the board to like claim spots on the board, and then you build up a city. Like, that's fun. Like so many games are like modules or whatever. This is like a board game, you know? Uh, yeah, it, it definitely didn't show its age in a negative way, but it did show its age in a positive way. Like, yeah. this game was healthily play tested. There were some really smart economic ramp components of the game where when you convert your money to points in the first round if you just decide to just not build up an engine you get two for one money to points which is ridiculously efficient because at the end of the game you're you're spending tons of resources just to get to be able to spend it six to one so but the game ramps up in a way that it eliminates those affordable options as you go through It, it it it's really polished it's. I see why they did a 10th anniversary. Yeah. I'm not mad they put a 10th anniversary on Kickstarter because, like you said, the game was pretty good already. Like, well, mm-hmm. If you can get a hold of the 10th anniversary, there are a lot of nice extras in it, too. Like Scott said, there's there's new buildings, and then there's also way more personalities. There's two sides to every... Of, yeah, so, of so it really, really upped the variability on it if you're somebody who played it a lot before, too. Because in the, the game we played, Peter... There was a random building that said if you could build a straight line of roads across the board, you got the like railroad. 20 points or something. Yes, and and I, like, I, I, pulled, oh. I pulled it off in the last round. and like, I think, This is the I most swingy Ameritrash thing ever. Squeaking out a, a one or two point win with it. It was, it was fun. This might be my favorite Wild West themed game. Might be. Well, if you like 10-year-old west themed games that have recently kickstarted might i suggest homesteaders 10th anniversary deluxe edition is that is that wild west themed too i would say homesteading is there are is, six shooters in that game there are no six shooters it was a simpler time in the homestead days <laughs> uh and we all just claimed land and built stuff on it so homesteaders is an auction game with a tableau building mechanic to it so a lot of resource management, a lot of market uh, market games. Um, but I just got the deluxe edition of this game, and I had played the base game before. Um, incidentally, we have a few copies for sale here at Spielbound. The deluxe versions? The deluxe version oh, of Homesteaders, yeah. And it comes with an expansion, which adds a fifth player and adds uh, a couple of new scoring mechanics and things like that. But at the heart of the game, you're going to have 
a number of auctions available uh, that will equal n minus one. So there'll be one fewer auction than players. And so Interesting. every round, one person won't get to build a building on their homestead. But instead, they'll get to upgrade their railroad and maybe find a way to, to manipulate something else. And they'll also save money. So, uh, yeah, the, the bidding phase is really – it's nice because if at any point during the auction round everybody has either won a bid or passed, the auction just ends and everybody pays what they've bid. But you don't just get to say, I bid seven. I, or you don't just get to pick a number. You There's a track that's like three, four, five, six, eight, twelve – 17 like it ramps up and you can really put somebody in a position where they have to like like that egyptian thing double game? their bid yeah, a little bit. yeah yeah i'm on Ray. Yeah. yeah and you can force somebody in a position where they would have to double their bid to take the building that they want to build or pass and just take a it's a weird cow. that i really like these 10 year old games like carson city and Ra and i'm Ray. like well, wasn't Homesetter sounds right up my alley yeah it, it feels like 10 years ago was probably where we were just hadn't quite gotten into the industry into the hobby yeah and so these are games that were probably pretty good that just missed our radar because we hadn't gotten into the hobby yet yeah cyclades is another game with that type of mm. auction style yeah, that yeah. i really like so does this one if you get outbid somewhere do you have to go somewhere else you or, can you can rebid. so when it one? comes to when it comes around to you if you've been outbid you can either pass or place another winning bid. Okay. So then it's you can keep one, bidding on the same one. Yeah. After everybody's gone around, there, there will always be one person who is outbid because there's four people fighting for three spots. So that person will either outbid somebody or pass, and that'll end the auction. So you've been playing this. So you want us to play it? I do. Yeah. So my favorite 10 year old Old West themed game <laughs> is Dice Town. Oh, that is another good one. We well, it's not that. as good as Carson City. We but played that I do one. Like that, game. that was one of the first games we played as on this podcast. Like a, yeah. uh, that was like episode three or four, I think. Yeah, that, in this very room. I remember the highlights were, were that it was a light strategy game that, because it used, you know, poker parlance, was familiar to uh, mm-hmm. more social gamers who maybe aren't haven't played a lot of games. I will say a, a, a positive for both of. The two games we've talked about so far, Carson City and Homesteaders, there is nary a reference to poker in either one, which is the crutch of Wild West games. They will they You're will right. put they will yeah. put straight or flush or three of a kind, like they will put that mechanic. You in can it. roll two dice to get money in Carson City. It's true. Gambling. There's no fine. there's no poker. There's gambling, yeah. but there's no poker, yeah. Which I like. Yeah, because the Western Legends is the the big one that came out a year or two ago, and it's a pretty central theme. In that is the the gambling, and you know, some of the cards are actual like playing cards that you go through. Mm. But yeah, that one is a open sandbox game. Which if that's you know if that appeals to you, uh, it is well loved. I, Western I Legends. Western Legends. Yes. What is a sandbox game in so, regards to a board game? In, in regards to a board game, it's there's no direction on what you have to do. Uh, you're allowed to win points being an outlaw. You can be, you know, a lawman. Uh, okay. you, you can be a gambler. Uh, they, they all have different routes, and you can do a little of each. Um, and the, you know, they all have ways Isn't of getting points. Isn't that just point salad? Uh, it it's, doesn't feel like a point <laughs> salad game when you play you're it. You're saying you can specialize if you want. Yes, you can. Because in point salad games, you can't go all the way down one point. You have to do a little bit of everything. Right. This does not force you to do a little bit of everything. Okay. It, it's, it's an open open area. So, yeah, this, this has kind of been deemed 
the sandbox game uh, and things before. Like I know uh, they were calling like Zombie Side and some of those sandbox games where they give you a bunch of components and you're allowed to make your own missions okay. and things. All right, that makes the, sense. They're they're kind of retooling that to a different name, but yeah, sandbox. They're they're trying to do like Western Legends, so it matches more what the video game terminology is. Sure. What are some old, other Old West games? Flick 'em up. Mm. Another one we've played for this podcast. Good game. It really is. I it, there's it's very gratifying how frustrating it is to be successful in that game. It's really challenging to actually do the thing you want to do, which I think is has to be at the heart of a dexterity game. Yeah, the, so another uh goofy one is Colt Express. Where you plan your movements out ahead of time. It's like a train robbery, or not necessarily a robbery, but. Uh, and then there's also the DeLorean expansion for it that uh, you can pick up off. BGG. Oh, really? Yeah. Is, is, that an unofficial, wow. is that an unofficial expansion? Uh, it's Yeah, I'm sure it's not. It doesn't, doesn't say Back to the Future on it anywhere. But, but I mean, did the original publisher, of yeah, yeah, Cold Express, published it, though? Yes. Oh, nice. So, wow. one game that has a special place in my heart, one of the first games I played, is Bang! The dice game or the, the card, card game? game. The, the card game, yes. So I would recommend the dice game. The card game, I've played like a four-hour version of that where it just would not end. So that game is pretty close to Shadowhunters, right? Like, yes, uh, I would somewhat. say. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it, yes, and that there's hidden identities. And yeah. I don't... Bang definitely does not hold up. Um, Correct. Yeah. I don't think Shadowhunters does either, but, you know. I also agree with that. <laughs> it's shorter, at least. I would like a, a new version of those games that holds up and... and I mean, Shadowhunters can go on really long, too, especially if one of the people remaining has, like, some weird... Ability. Yeah, yeah, or, like, goal, so then they don't want to kill the person. My issue with Shadowhunters is that every copy of Shadowhunters looks like a bootleg copy of Shadowhunters. (laughs) (laughs) Even the new... They printed the new one. Yeah, they printed a new one, and it's still bad. (laughs) And, like, they fixed one of the color discrepancies, but added a new one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's what spray paint's for. Exactly. Yeah. Because so, we had that dragon game, and I literally spray-painted some of my gems so that they were a different color. Oh, yeah, yeah. So uh, Deadwood is another one. That's, Deadwood is like Carson City Light. the HBO show? No, no, no. This is okay. just just the name of the of the town. But uh, it, it is like a light, lighter version of Carson City. That's, um, it, it, did, it, it, it felt... The best parts of Lords of Vegas, this game kind of has, which is like you're building up the center of the city and you're like, mm-hmm. um, but it doesn't have, like, the game has a good pace. Like, yeah. by the time we we're in our fourth turn, it goes like, oh, we're, this is it? And I was like, yeah, this is it. Well, another similarity for Lords of Vegas and Carson City to totally rewind back to it, which Lords of Vegas, not Wild West, but pretty close. It's like, <laughs> yeah, the, it's like the yeah. last breath of the American Wild West was like setting, like building up Vegas, right? I see that. I guess the spirit of the West, and they both have a similarity. In Carson City, you can go to another person's building and duel them for their money, right? And in uh, Vegas, uh, what, what, what uh, not Vegas, Lords um, of Vegas, in yeah. Lords of Vegas. You can just go into another person's casino and gamble right. and win their money and that, that way. That is an additional action you can take on any of your turns, and like you, you should right. Yeah, like, like that's fun. People like, don't, but you like should. that's a fun thing about that game. I like that game. Uh, so the and another Wild West, I, we'll say adjacent, but probably 
uh, a, a more serious version of these games uh, is Lewis and Clark. I was going to say that one if you didn't. I, I just like Lewis and Clark a whole bunch. and uh, I don't know if I'd call that Wild West. That's like unexplored. I mean, it's, explore, it's pre-Wild West, yeah. but it's still exploring the West, right? It's pre-Gold sure. Rush. So uh, it I really like that game, and I understand cultural se- sensitivity is, is like the further you get away from a point in time, the more glaring some things are. But I do think the game makers really had good intentions with, with their treatment of of that particular maybe there'll treatment. be a 10th anniversary of that game. yeah, the, yeah. The, the cards and the story and everything handled it well the the meeple the meeple is, and that's is the, is the issue but and that's the trick is because the a meeple is a reduction of a human like that's literally what a meeple <laughs> is so unfortunately they chose to reduce to a stereotype of yeah. a minority which becomes a problem not long after my problem with that game is that i just feel like it's completely prescribed what you're going to be doing. And I just disagree with you in that. Like, you know that you're going to have to get these to these to these. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think it's a really good game. And there, there's a, actually a sequel that was called Discoveries, mm-hmm. which was a dice game, which I don't think it was as good. But uh, I know it's it's got a lot of love out there, too. I just want a different map. I just want a new board that doesn't have the mountains in the same place and have the, you know, like... You can do that. Yeah. Okay. There are components to switch you the, definitely, the map like, up. I, I think the gameplay is fine, and I think the mechanics are good. I just didn't like that every time I played it it was like if someone mm. knew what they were doing and someone had played like can I nominate worst Wild West game sure Oregon Trail worst there's yeah. a board game Oregon Trail no the card, the card game it's at a card Target. game oh my yeah, god Target couldn't give those away for a while there they had a whole thing for like two dollars <laughs> I saw somebody play that and actually lose on the deal it's I mean, <laughs> un nobody uh, that game is so bad it, what about wild west munchkin why I, I would play wild west munchkin before i played Oregon <laughs> trail <laughs> i don't know if there is a wild west munchkin but i assume there is <laughs> i'm sure right <laughs> i don't either but the it's you're confident yeah, the oregon trail just the rules were really obtuse and like clearly somebody just said hey people who played oregon trail in elementary school are now in their 30s and are willing to buy oregon trail card games so go ahead and put that out there like they saw an Oregon Trail meme, and then that and that like yep. with no restriction resulted in an Oregon Trail card game that you should not play. That's yeah. maybe why I like ten year old games, is because there was a higher barrier to entry, and so yeah. stuff was on average probably a lot better. Probably better. Yeah. So another one you mentioned, Gold Rush, Gold West is another pretty decent uh, Western themed game. But another one. I, what's I that card building it? game that we played? Which one? The, the deck builder? Where you like go up the... We played at Pretzcon, big deck building Old West game. Uh, um, deck building Wild out. West game? Was it yeah. one that I brought? With us? Or? Did you play that with us? Yeah, you liked it, Cody. Was it Pitch Car? <laughs> I remember playing Pitch Car with you. It was a deck we, builder. We played some space games, but I don't remember uh, it being Wild West. We played Underwater Cities. I'm at a loss here, son. Yeah, this was like a year ago and a year and a half, like two years ago. Two Pretzcons ago. Yeah. No, I don't remember at all. All right. Oh, another one that just came to mind, uh, Walnut Grove, uh, which they have a copy of here at Spielbound. 
that one is actually out of print now and very hard to find. Hmm. But uh, a very simple Rondell-style game where you go around and uh, it's very short, too. You, you have to use your action sparingly. Scott's still trying to find it here, he but is, I think Board Game Geek is digging. down right now. He's digging. It's not. It's this is before you actually logged your plays, isn't it? I don't know what it was called. I think it was you, a deck builder where you went to like St. Louis and Nick or Caleb was shouting out there. I think you've made this game up. DC deck building game. They made a. I played a new DC deck building game. Did I tell you guys about that? A Gamma. Is it the new uh, one that they're doing with a board now? And yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was good. I liked it. Great Western Trail. Oh, I've never played that's, that. Yeah, that's probably the top Western game. But Great Western Trail. It was yeah, right no, that there. That game was not enjoyable to me. That game was played a bunch. That's like a very bo- It's still a yeah, very no, popular yeah, game. It's, it's top five, I believe. On I think Clank is a lot more fun, but... Yes, not so Wild West, but yeah, I, I wouldn't <laughs> no. call it a deck builder. I mean, there's a, Great a deck Western building. Trail. People. Would you? I wasn't got crazy. element you, to it, but it's not a deck builder. Would you play Clank Legacy? Um, sure. Yeah, I'm interested. I mean, I want to play Risk Legacy. I'm less interested. I think it'd be yeah, I'd be much more interested in Clank Legacy. I, I what I like to see is a little more in depth building in that game. Yeah. Seems like so often you, you can't even start to build, and somebody's rushing out. So. Yeah, uh, that and they need things so you can start to thin your deck and actually have some strategy to it rather than just random grabs. I like the part about leaving though because it puts a timer on the game. <laughs> it does, but <laughs> yeah. so often you you can't even begin to use any strategy. You're just randomly buying whatever you can afford. Well, feel free to email us your favorite Great Western game, yes. Western Trail. Or- more specifically, tell us your least favorite Great Western game. We talk about all the games we like now. We need our we need our podcast listeners. I was gonna to say you tried to go negative. I was like, ah, uh. I know, right? I, well, it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. It's fun to point out things that are bad, Scott. I might design uh, a faction, a species for Eclipse that's like a Great West cowboy. Yeah, so, is there a the six shooter? Is the Grand Canyon one of the Seven Wonders? I don't know. That should be. That should be an. Exp- the Spielcast is recorded at Spielbound Board Game Cafe in Omaha, Nebraska. At you can reach us at Spielcast at Spielbound dot org, or you can always tweet at us at Spielbound with the hashtag Spielcast. Subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts, and as always, please give us a five star rating. Thanks for listening. <laughs>